Do we even want to put, maybe it's just me on the podcast? Oh, it's on there. <laughs> it is on there. Hey, but we also, okay, never mind, maybe it's just me. Wood's Big List was awesome today. That was a really, actually, a, a real fun one to do. The call from the woman about her husband remodeling the the closet was one of my favorite calls we've gotten in a long time. The few questions sucked. <laughs> it, did. it did. And yes, we're looking at you, Brian Riley. But the Trash Flash was a pretty unique one in yeah. there as well. All so, in all, fun show. Good times. You'll hear it now in the podcast. What do you want to know, Wood? What is the biggest letdown? That is what we're doing in Woods Big List today. We got someone sitting on hold already wants to chime in. Okay. All right, what would you say is the biggest letdown? Probably having plans with my girlfriend to go out for a night and then someone has to cancel. Oh, man. That is a bummer, especially when you're looking forward to it so much. Like if you had like a long week. You got it. And it's been a while, and maybe you've had even a couple yep. pre-games going, oh, you know? <laughs> I feel yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my letdown. All right, that's a good one. Thank you so much for the call, and that's what we're looking for today. Right. Now, I've got a couple here on my list I'd like to get off. Come on, bring them to me. The first one, I remember, I was so ecstatic when I ordered these as a kid. Yeah. X-ray glasses. Those are a letdown. Nobody was naked. My trampoline shoes fall into that same that category. Was I thought, well, I'm going to be able to touch the sky. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe got three inches off the ground. Yeah, I don't think they were any. <laughs> and then they bounced. Because what were they? There was a, the moon shoes, too, hey, well, right? You were going to turn an ankle for sure. Looked like it. Yeah. Other ones on my list, the final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. That was the biggest letdown. I can just, oh, it still makes me mad. How about this? Now, I realize I'm, where I'm saying this. Right. This is an area that loves its winter sports. Yes. Skiing or snowboarding. <laughs> Have you ever been, though? I went one time snowboarding, and I turned wrong, and I hit the ground so hard. Oh, yeah, you catch that edge, man. You're going down. I was wearing a pair of sunglasses, and <laughs> both lenses popped out. I hit the ground so hard. <laughs> I army crawled my way the 15 feet back to the top, and I was like, hey, send me down on this lift. As I'm just going down, I'm just like waving to these people. I, 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 I fully on admit, I can't do it. Like, you see people skiing, and it looks like a blast. Yeah, shh. Yeah, it's all people like usually live in Malibu, and you're pretty and yeah. loving it. It's out for me. Hey, I like Joe's text here. He said, uh, biggest letdown, being a Minnesota sports fan, the one and only time I envy Kelly. Ooh. Thank you. I like how he worked an insult into that sports, one. That was good. Sports can either build you up or tear you down. Can I throw another one on my list? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Loch Ness Monster. Okay. Loch Ness Monster. I was at a letdown. When you were a kid, you thought this mythical beast was there. and then I you still do. Little, no, you... It's not there, dude. It's not know. there. You don't know. It, There's so much about this world we don't know. I can't tell you how often like TV shows in the 80s and 90s centered around the Loch Ness Monster, and it's nothing. <laughs> about quicksand. <laughs> quicksand is a letdown. Right? I've never even seen it. And, and then you come to find out that it's not even that deadly. Yeah. But Atreyu taught me that it was deadly. Every cartoon I watched as a kid told me it was deadly. Yeah. Nada. What else do we got being texted in here, Wood? Uh, other people texting in, how about at Thanksgiving? I actually prefer ham, and I get looked at weird. <laughs> what a letdown. Every year, I want to watch A Wonderful Life, yet it's a no-go for me. Why? Who, who's, who's keeping you from watching it? I don't know. Go on, get it then. Uh, how about coming home and hoping my boyfriend emptied the dishwasher, and then I find out he didn't. Lucas, if you're listening, it's your turn. <laughs> hey, I like this one right here from Amber. Uh, be, she says, biggest letdown, adulting. As kids, we thought it'd be so cool. No one could tell us what to do. We'd have our own money, do cool things. Reality sucks. You're not wrong on that one. No. Uh, how about this one? When you buy yogurt and when you get home, you find out you bought the one with chunks in it. Oh, gross. Or Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt to me is disgusting. I, I use it as sour cream. You're lying to yourself. Why? It doesn't taste like sour cream. Well, no, I use it because it's healthier, I think, than using sour cream. I don't care. I'm not doing it. And for some reason, I just stopped randomly liking sour cream in my life. I used to love it. Now I hate it. I don't know what happened. Taste buds change, I guess. Jason, this one is absolutely heartbreaking. Accidentally burning your steak. Oh. oh. Forgetting that it's on the grill or something. Oh, Why? Why are you why are you further than two feet away from the grill at all times? Multitasking, Wood. Multitasking. There's no way you could... Oh, that one just actually really kind of hurts my heart. Can I throw another one out there? Yeah, go ahead. The Segway. What? Scooter? 
Yeah. Yeah. When when those no one even had one. No, who had one? That's what I'm asking. The only people who got those were mall cops. I, I have an electric scooter that I love, though, so if I could have afforded a Segway, I might have liked it. I thought, honestly, when the Segway came out, I was pretty fat. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I can now get fatter. This is the ticket. Yeah. Here's my ticket to scooting around town and being able to hang out with friends and Bye bye legs. I don't need you anymore. And then they didn't come out. Yeah. And, like it just never became a big deal. So I, I, I put that on my list of biggest. So letdowns. that's why you got the gastric bypass? Absolutely. You sure I can't get a Segway? No? <laughs> All right. Cut me, Doc. Cinch it up. Cinch it up. Get her done. All right. Let's get. We got someone else sitting on hold. Keep the calls. Keep the text coming. We absolutely love these. For Wood's Big List, your biggest disappointment, what do you got? I went specifically to Applebee's to get the uh, flavor of Mountain Dew that you can only get there. Mm. And I would say it's not even in my top five Mountain Dews. Dang. I didn't even know that that you existed. Know? Oh, there's a bunch of Baja Blast yeah. slaps. But no, but I, I, yeah, one that you can exactly. only get at. And I can just get that. <laughs> What's the one that you can only get at Applebee's? Berry something. It's one of the purple ones. Okay. Uh, or, you know, another disappointment, another Mountain Dew-related disappointment, is that they do have a Baja Blast gelato at Taco Bell's in California. Mm-hmm. And I need those to like start moving east because I need to be able to try that. There is a bummer though. Like when you like you're fiending something, right? Yeah. Like you want something so bad, and you go and get it, and it's either made wrong, oh, or yeah, properly, or it's cold or something. Oh, that is just a punch to the gut. That happened the last time I got White Castles. I hadn't had White Castles in maybe two years, and my kids had never had them. And I was like, guys, get ready for oh, a Midwest no. tradition right now. And they were. Ice cold when I got it. Oh, I was like, oh man, that's a good one. And now you've like broken your trust with your kids, right? Right. How the hell with them? I'm more bummed out about the cheeseburgers. All right, it's Wood's big list. Your biggest disappointment. Let's keep building the list. It's Kelly and Wood every morning. Kelly and Wood in the morning. And Wood, we're doing Wood's big list, and you want to know. What is your biggest letdown? All right, 320-656-9453. What do you think, man? The biggest disappointment or let, biggest letdown is you can join the military, but you can't go out drinking or anything like that. You can join the military at 17, but you can't do anything pretty much else. Yeah, I, I agree with you, dude. If, you, if you're in the military, I don't care if you're 19 years old, you should be able to drink a beer. Absolutely. If I'm trusting you to go defend my country and give you a firearm... Put your life on the line for me? You can do a couple beers. Yeah. I agree with you, brother. Are you in the military? Yes, I am. Well, thank you so much for Heck doing yeah. that. Keeping us safe, buddy. Thank you, brother. Yep. Awesome, man. All right, what do you got, Wood, text-wise? A lot of these rolling. I'm going to keep some names out of this because... Okay. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Metric system. I actually... I prefer the metric system. So but do I. I wish we could get that thing going here. I still here. gotta stick with the Imperial just because America's better than everybody else. Yes. I get that. Uh, other ones rolling in here. How about... I, I gotta back this one up because this was on my list too. Riverdance in person. I thought Riverdance was awesome when it I saw it. No. Also... Uh, I thought hey, Riverdance was cool. My pet hamster. It didn't do anything. I had the same thing. Are they nocturnal? I don't know. They always sit in that little toilet paper tube. I'm not 100% sure. I think they're nocturnal. Oh, dang. I'm not going to... Rolling in here. How about Brielle? Uh, She says, trying anything other than your favorite item on a menu, and then it's not good. Oh, look at... I'm going to leave this name out. Someone said marriage. Oh, no. I'm not going to say your name on there. That's not good. How about from Mary Jo? Says, ordering something online, and then you get it. And it's not the same thing you ordered. Oh. Or it just looks totally different. Other ones saying bad weather. That's a big one, too. Heck, yeah. Uh, when you try to call into Kelly and Wood and play the brain drain, and they don't answer. Well, what the hell? Well, that's not on us. Can't, I can't pick up every single call. And the last this one. This is I, Mima's house. I'd like to throw this one on here. Go-karts. <laughs> Outside of that one trip I took to Gatlinburg, where they put me in a rocket ship go-kart, <laughs> I have never gotten into a go-kart where I've been like, this is almost a little too much power. Right. I want you to put me on that razor's edge <laughs> of flipping a bad boy. Yeah. Well, that's a good We got someone sitting on hold wants to chime in here. Is there any other text you want to hit real quick? I think that's, I mean, there's a bunch of them, but we can get to the calls here. All right. So you got a, you got a big one. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's up? So the biggest letdown actually just happened to me yesterday morning, and I thought this was perfect to share because I was absolutely livid. Perfect. Um, <laughs> So I had to go get a coffee before work because I'm just 
I need my Starbucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the lobby was closed. So I'm like, whatever. I'll just sit in the drive-thru. And I'm like, the drive is not that long. I'm like, this might be convenient for me. It took me 20 minutes to get to the drive-thru. And I ordered my coffee. And they handed it to me through the window. It looked like it was my order. So I just drove away. And at this point, I was going to be cutting it close to work. Then I took a sip. And it was wrong. And I was absolutely just ruined my day, but I couldn't, like, go back into the lobby to get it fixed because the doors were locked. And I wasn't going to sit through the drive through any longer. And I just threw it away when I got to work, and I was just so angry for the rest of the day. That would be terrible. There's a, it was awful. There's a fast food restaurant by my house where you are you got about a 30% chance of getting the right order. And I'm not going to put their names out there mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's the same thing. You get home, and you, and you look in the bag, and you think you got the right stuff. It looks right. You get home, and it's like a filet of fish when you wanted a double quarter. Well, I guess I just said who it was, didn't I? was going to say, way to go. <laughs> Once again, Kelly, revealing the cloak of secrecy. Now, did you drink it anyway? Did you muscle it down? No, she said she threw it away. Oh, I didn't hear her say that. Yeah, it was disgusting. I couldn't, just, I couldn't, I couldn't even just drink it just for the fact uh, that I bought it. I'm so, so upset. And then, I just was angry all day. Then you had a break room coffee instead. Oh, not even that. I work. I, I'm a bartender. I can't even. We don't even have coffee, uh, man. Mix a drink. All right, slow down, <laughs> Kelly. I, I I wish at that point I just wanted to, but I couldn't. A little Bailey's Irish cream. Yeah. All right, this isn't trash flash. This is still Wood's Kelly big and Wood. List. Kelly and Wood in the morning. But we were talking earlier in Wood's big list about the biggest letdowns in right. life, the biggest disappointments in your life. A lot of things got thrown around. Yes, but we had someone who couldn't get in before we had to get into commercials who wanted to give us her biggest letdown. So what is it? Huge letdown. My husband remodeled my closet and made me a big, huge, wonderful closet, but he threw away the mirror that had been in there for a long time in the small closet Yeah, and um, bought me a, a nice, fancy one, and I really appreciate it, but it turns out the one he threw out, threw out is the one that made me look skinny. Ah. <laughs> well, I know. Maybe you don't notice the difference, but I promise you, the women in your life know there's a mirror in the house that you look best in that one. I never knew this. It's true. It's true. He canned it. He threw it away. So now all I have left are fat mirrors. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like it was a family heirloom, like your grandma had passed it down from generation to mm-hmm. generation. <laughs> no. No, it was like $10 from Target. It was one of those like student dorm ones for whatever reason. Now, here's the deal. Kelly, you and I both married. Yes. How often does your husband hear about this mirror? I'm not going to say every day, (laughs) (laughs) but it might come up. (laughs) It has gone into the bucket of things that come up, like the sweater incident of 2002. Damn, 2002, Mm. turn the page. What happened in the sweater incident? Well, it used to be pink, and it was really pretty, and it was my favorite sweater. And then he did laundry. I don't know why he thought he could do that. And and now it's gray, and it would fit a Barbie. Can, can, I, can I say something? Yeah. Am, am I allowed to speak here, Wood? Because I, honestly, it may be the same thing that's going through my mind. The, both times that your husband has maybe done screwed something up, mm-hmm. he was trying to do something really nice for He remodeled a closet for you. Yeah. And in laundry. And because he threw away a warped mirror that made you look... Oh, watch yourself. Hold on. Well, why else... No, no, no. That was the true mirror. Yeah. The rest of them are jacked up. Yes. I'm just saying, why else would a mirror make someone look skinny unless it was like a funhouse mirror? Uh, I can put hands on him. He's sitting right here across the table from me. I'm not saying... Would you? And then a pink sweater. (laughs) It's like, uh, you can have another one by this afternoon. Look, in all fairness, he blames me still for the haircut incident of 97. 97? What? The, y'all hold grudges <laughs> like a wood. Hey, watch yourself. What was yeah, that? Okay. You know, we're, no, we're still together. Mm-hmm. So, well, good. Um, what was the haircut incident of 97? It was where I learned that the guard on a razor is important and you should not take it off. So you, um, you buzzed his and, head for him. I shaved a one and a half inch strip up the back of his head, not even centered or anything. The day before, he had to go to a wedding with his parents. Ooh, <laughs> he has a reason to be mad. Yeah, that's a landing See? strip he just put back there. I know it was very strange, and he had to wear a hat, and he wasn't happy with me. Um, but he, and he brings that up. 
I encourage both of you to hold on to each other like grim death. <laughs> we deserve each other. We really do. <laughs> Thank you so much for that phone call this morning. That's a good marriage right there. That was yeah. awesome. Um, All right, Wood, what is coming up in the trash flash? I am myself a young lady who, again, we had earlier this week about someone looking for a job and then getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. She wanted a job, but she went about it the wrong way. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. It is, and Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score. We're going to put it up on that trashy scale to trash flag. We're headed to Florida. Indiana, my friend. Hoosier trash. Yes. Well, that's where we're hanging out at a car dealership. And in walks 20-year-old Kaiser Shelton. Now, Kaiser says, hey, I've got my eye on that 2013 Kia Optima out front. I'd like to take it for a test drive. Solid car. Mm -hmm. Salesperson said, absolutely would love to put you in that ride. Let me go ahead, get this paperwork real quick. Here's the keys. Go take a quick look at it. As he starts to walk out, the phone rings inside the dealership. He says, hold on. I got to go check out and see who this is. No one's on the phone. And when he turns back to the parking lot, there's no Kia Optima. That's right. It was gone. So the salesperson obviously jumps on the phone and starts calling Kia. Or starts calling, excuse me, Kasia and says, hey, where'd you go? But Shelton wasn't answering the phone. Of course not. She just committed the perfect crime. So the car dealership called the police. And when authorities got there, they said, hey, the good news is we actually have a camera system set up where we can track the license plate done and they and did done. sure enough they found the 2013 kia optima hauling down the highway towards indianapolis now they couldn't go chase it they had other things to get to but they said we know where it's headed we'll put out a uh, apb a bolo and we'll keep an eye out for it well then the camera started hitting that the car was coming back later on that day the next day, the car was parked in the parking lot next to the car dealership. She just needed it for a little while. Well, authorities were still working on the deal, but they found out that Miss Shelton, in fact, the day before, had filled out paperwork on the car dealership's website to get pre-approved for a loan. <laughs> sure enough, they had everything they needed, so the authorities showed up to Miss Shelton's house and said, Hey, you stole a car yesterday. She denied everything and says, um, I don't know about you. Look out in the driveway. Do you see a car? Not a 2013 Kia Optima. Uh-uh. In fact, that car had already been returned to the dealership. Well, that was the misstep that she shouldn't have said because, well, at that point in time, she admitted that she knew exactly <laughs> where the car was. Well, it comes to find out that she had actually stolen the car to go down to Indianapolis because she had an interview as a stripper. Oh, yeah. She was laughing in a police officer's faces because she says, you can't touch me. I didn't steal anything. I don't even have the car anymore. Well, despite possession being nine-tenths of the law, (laughs) it doesn't hold up in court. She was arrested, charged with theft, and is now facing two and a half years in prison. Dang. Mm. So I guess that she didn't get the job then. No word on whether or not she will be showing off shoes later on this evening <laughs> on the main stage. Well, Wood, let's give this one a score, shall we? Please. Uh, pulling the old bait and switch at the car lot so you can steal a car. Trashy. That, guy just, that, that person's just trying to earn a living. Can you imagine, too? He's like, oh, sweet. With this key has been sitting here for a year. About to get rid of it. Move some stock. Like I calling his girlfriend. Like I sold a Kia. We're mm-hmm. going out to dinner tonight. It's a tough job being a car salesman. I can't imagine. I couldn't do it. I'm going to give her 175 points for doing that right there. Uh, and then taking it across state line. Did she go across state line? City no, line. She stayed inside the state of Indiana. But okay. she went from Muncie to Indianapolis. Don't know how long that is. All right. for Taking it for a long drive like that. I'm just going to give that 100 points. We won't go crazy with mm-hmm. it. Um, and then returning the car thinking that was okay. It's trashy. It's trashy, dude. I'm going to give that 175 points right there. I bet you she didn't even fill it back up. Probably not. Mm -mm. Return it the way you found it, I say. Then we have, uh, what, police showing up at your house, admitting that you stole it without admitting that you stole it. Mm -hmm. It's trashy and ignorant. Yes. 150 points on that right there. Stealing the car because you got an appointment, a job interview. 
at the Gentleman's Club. Now, hey, hold on a second. But nothing wrong, I'm a very pro dancer. So am I. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that in and of itself, but I'm saying stealing a car to get to that appointment. Yeah, committing a felony to show up. Yeah. I guarantee if you're good looking enough, they'll probably come pick you up. That's fair enough. You know what I'm saying? There's some guy that will give you a ride, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We'll give that. Don't you dare. We'll give that 200 points. Mm-hmm. Keep moving. <laughs> and then uh, she was arrested. That's 75. We're almost to the end. Mm-hmm. Is that it? I think that's it. All right. I got a good score here, Wood. I think that you're going to like this one. Are you ready? Come on. Today, our woman who stole the car to get to the gentleman's club for yeah. a job interview earns herself a whopping... 875 points. Trash. Kelly and Wood. The brain drain is in full swing right now, and I believe, who do we have sitting on hold ready to play here, Wood? Do you know? I believe, if you want to double check here, I believe we have Peter ready to go. Peter is ready to go. Peter, what are you up to this morning, man? Uh, Driving my daughter to school. All All right. right. What grade? She's in fifth grade. Okay. okay. Good for you, brother. Now, Peter, just between you and me, what would you do with $349? Because if, if the little one's listening, you don't have to say you have to spend it on her, you know? Oh, you know, we'd uh, probably take the family out for dinner. Oh, so we're on speakerphone. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Good. Well, hey, 349 bucks, you can get one heck of a dinner, buddy. Oh, Halloween's around the corner, too. We got some uh, haunted houses to go check out as well. Ooh, you're yeah, a fan man. of those, huh? Yeah. I can't do it. But All hey, right. you know what? That's I okay, hate, Peter. Yeah. Now, here's the deal, Peter. You know what is scary? $349 being one minute away. Awesome. That's right, buddy. So here we go. You got to get 10 questions right in 60 seconds. Now, you can pass as many times as you want. If you get one wrong, you're done. And if you run out of time, you're done. Does that make sense? Yeah, so answer the question or pass. That's all I got to worry about. Pretty much. When you break it down like that, we can get down on it. All right, Peter, you ready to go? Yep. All right, Kelly Jordan, are you ready? Fingers on the timer. Peter, let's win you $349 with the brain drain. Which kerosene singer collects vintage Airstream trailers? Pass. What sport is featured in the game Madden 24? Football. How many inches are in two feet? 24. Which brand is known for Crazy Bread and their Pizza Pizza? Uh, uh, Little Caesars. What short comedian is also best friends and co-stars often with The Rock? Uh, um, uh, Kevin Hart. Who was the first female winner of American Idol? Pass. What do you call the imaginary line that divides the Earth into northern and southern hemispheres? The equator. What is the human body's largest internal organ? Uh, internal, um, uh, uh, lungs? No. Fortunately, the organ we were looking for is the one that Kelly Jordan likes to beat up, the liver. Oh. (laughs) Well, we were about to hit one minute there anyway. Yeah, uh, the first female winner of American Idol? Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson. And which kerosene singer collects vintage Airstream trailers? Miranda Lambert. That would be correct. Well, Peter, unfortunately, you did not win $349, but you are in the drawing for $1,000 tomorrow at 5 o'clock, and the jackpot just continues to grow. Thanks, guys. Kelly and Woods, Small Town Salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Medora, North Dakota, population 120. And they are known because President Theodore Roosevelt once owned ranch land there and visited on his presidential tour of the western United States. That's a huge honor for a town that only covers .42 square miles, but that's why Medora, North Dakota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. You're not even going to give it a chance? I know. Let me reset mentally. All right. So they say that the Earth's magnetic field has a half-life of about 1,400 years, right? So it gets half as strong every 1,400 years. Let me set it up. Dude. I'm listening. No one can see the look on your face, but it is aggro. You know what? I'm going to talk to Brian Riley. <laughs> okay. okay. He's not inter- I'm going to talk to intern Allison. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might want to. She's, she's young enough. She doesn't know better. Yeah. 
She's only heard this once or twice. (laughs) So anyway, they say the Earth's magnetic field gets half as strong every 1,400 years, meaning that 1,400 years ago, twice as strong as it was now, so on and so forth. If you go back about six to 8,000 years, the Earth's magnetic field was about 15 times stronger than it is right now. And they say because of the iron in our blood, we used to be able to tell just by our feeling which direction was north, where it was south. We would know when we were walking away from north and when we were headed north just by the feeling inside of our body because of all the iron in our blood and then the Earth's magnetic field being 15 times stronger than what it is right now. They say that's also why there probably used to be giants. It's because such a strong magnetic field and so much iron in our blood, we probably had better blood circulation because of the strong magne- magne- uh, mm-hmm. magnetic atmosphere. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Dang, why can't I say that? I don't know. But just think about that. We used to, just like the birds and the bees, they all know. Oh. <laughs> all right. They all know which way is north because they can all pick up on the Earth's oh, magnetic that, field. That birds and bees. Not, okay. the, not that birds Got and it. bees. Got it. Okay. The, the actual birds and bees. They can migrate because they can feel the Earth's magnetic field. Well, we used to be able to feel it, too, but now it's so weak that we don't feel it anymore. And sooner or later, it'll be gone, and we'll all die. So it's like a superpower, <laughs> is what you're saying. Right. We'll all die. <laughs> Wait, we can't survive without a magnetic field around the Earth. Why not? Because the sun waves... So what? you don't know is what no, you're trying to say. Right waves. <laughs> what do you what do you think the what do you think the uh, northern lights are? It's sun it's solar wind from the sun hitting the magnetic <laughs> field around the earth that protects us from all that. It protects us from radiation from the sun. So if there's no magnetic field, we're cooked. Al- Allison should be fact checking right now. None of that sounded real. None oh. of that sounded real. Oh, you mean the part where he just worked in that we used to be giants <laughs> didn't kind of ping you as odd? Well, were no, you around six thousand years ago? Have you, you seen also, one giant bone? Yes. Where? I'll show you a giant bone. <laughs> <laughs> Was this entire story just to set that up? <laughs> That's a good punchline, though. <laughs> no, listen. They they do find giants. They do. There's even people today who live to be eight eight and a half feet tall. Who? I'm not talking giants thirty feet tall. I'm just talking about someone who's like you know nine feet tall. That would look like a giant to us. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean what? Like. I also am confused. So six thousand years, it was fifteen times stronger. Yes, because right? you got you got to double it every fourteen hundred years. So you double it. Yeah, that you, makes you guys are you guys are jerks, man. Makes sense. No, oh I, my god. Hey, so you're saying that we had a superpower? We knew what was north and south. We could migrate just based on our feelings inside because of the iron in our blood and the strong magne- magnetic atmosphere. What are you feeling right now? Are you feeling north, south, uh, east, west? Oh, I'm I'm way <laughs> south, brother. I I I, I could not wait to bring this one up today, and I. You guys hurt my feelings. That sucked because you made ninety percent of it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. The, the science part behind it was like, well, the sun waves, the sun waves are moving with the yeah. rotary girders, and then it, and then it gets bright. And apparently, there's just nine feet people walking around here, <laughs> according to Kelly George. Tiffany, thank you. Hey, I think it's a really cool. Maybe it's just me. That's all I need is one. If I can just get to one person, stop it, Tiffany. Don't you, don't you dare, Tiffany. You guys can deny science all you want. I'm not going to do it. I will. Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. Did not. I thought it was so cool. But you know what? Maybe I can resurrect it tomorrow and save this segment. Maybe not. Who knows? Because I don't care. I don't care that you two knuckleheads didn't find it interesting. Yuck. Sometimes. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. Kelly and Wood. It's now time for Minute to Win It, where we have a topic, and we got to come up with things in that topic. Within one minute, the last one of us to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off wins. We are joined by the one, the only, Brian Riley right now for this. Hello. All right, Wood, what do we got today? Minute to Win It. Let's now, do it. Earlier today, we were talking about spicing up the run-of-the-mill meals. Right, like how do you make take the average thing and make it above average with certain ingredients? And you started throwing around spices. So right. you know what? I want to hear it. Let's go to the spice rack. All right. Mm-hmm. Ryan Riley, how are you going to do on this one? I'm very. I'm a great cook. I'm okay. just going to say it. Okay. I'll, we'll say it then. I, no I said it. I don't no know if I, I... I don't know if I'm very good with <laughs> spices, though. I'm not, I, I am not a... What? I've eaten your food before. It's delicious. I know. I, I have certain ones that I really lean on, but outside of that, it gets into trouble spots. All right. Well, we'll see where we can go with this one. Okay. We're going to do Minute to Win It. Spices, if everybody's ready. Yeah. I'm going to hit start on the timer. Last one to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off wins. Let's go. Cayenne. Coriander. Ooh. Oh, dang it. That was my two. <laughs> Salt. 
pepper, yeah, that, saffron. Ooh. All right. That's an, that's an expensive one, right? Y'all know nothing about that saffron. Uh, oregano. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Parsley. Tahine. Ooh. That's a Mexican one. Yeah, that's more like a salt. Well, I guess that's the same thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah can, we do na- can we do brands like Cavender seasoning? I no. think we're probably at that spot already. Right? No, no, no. I mean, I have, I have well, other ones. What about garlic powder, onion powder? Oh, that's good. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. yeah. Garlic yeah, those salt. Those yeah. Are, onion salt. Is oh. there an onion salt? How about yeah. uh, how about lemon pepper? Oh. That's a good one. Celery salt is actually a thing. That is. That's a, real a one. good one too. That's good on a hot dog. And I think they use that for the uh, Bloody Marys. They use that for Chicago dogs. Okay. Uh, chili powder. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saving a couple here because I know you guys are paprika. I knew you were saving it. Smoked paprika. Oh, come on. Dill. Curry. Curry. I already said curry. Oh, dang it. Mm. Yes. (laughs) The buzzer didn't go off. I shouldn't have asked if names count. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. My own demise. (laughs) One did it today, and you didn't think you were going to be able to. No. Old Bay seasoning's awesome. It is a good one. Man, you can put that, like, just uh, on the top of a lot of different things. I like to put it on rice. Yeah, any like seafood, it's really good. Oh, man, I'm any Cajun seasoning on top of seafood is the best. I'm with yeah. you on that. Any type of Cajun seasoning doesn't matter which one. Did you guys ever? Did you guys ever have Zatarans back in the day? That was ever, a rice. That was a rice. Yeah. It just made me think of it. They came out with a spicy like pasta. It's like an Alfredo pasta. Zatarans, did? yeah, dude. It is. It's a blackened chicken pasta. It's the best. Man, so good. Dang, I'm hungry. We should do we should do a cook off of all like the most generic things. Like if it's hamburger helper or Zatarans or whatever, and see who can make the best one by who can adding their own sex it up the most. Who could add their own spices and make the best one? We'll never do Ooh. this, but it's a fun no. idea to talk about. It's kind of like the meat off we were talking about the yeah. one time. Mm-hmm. Well, that guy killed by the name of it. <laughs> we couldn't get that past HR. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> but what does it today? Hey. He wins. Minute to win it. It's time for happy hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got Great news for you. Have you ever heard of Chuck Feeney? Nah, is that the teacher from Boy Meets World? No, that's mm. I don't know what that I don't know what his first name was. Anyway, Chuck Feeney passed away on October 9th. Oh, thanks. Which is sad, but he was 92 years old, so he had one hell of a run and he was a multi-billionaire. Dang, I wish I did know him then. Well, you could have maybe got a little something because over the course of his life, he earned about 8 billion dollars. Come again, sir. He, he was worth about $8 billion. Must be nice. But when he passed away, he was worth nothing. Because Mr. Feeney said, in the course of his lifetime, he's like, I don't want any of this money. I'm giving it all away before I die. And he did exactly that. According to Forbes, he gave $3.7 billion to education. He gave $870 million to human rights and more than $700 million in gifts to health, which I don't know. Maybe he paid for people's medical bills. I don't know yeah. what it was. And Feeney always said, I started from such humble beginnings. I don't need all of this. He's like, I'm just really good at what I do. And I don't even know what he did. He, they just say he was a philanthropist, but that doesn't really bring a whole lot of money in. Right. Um, and then he said, I had an idea one day that just changed my mind and gave me a reason to live. He said, sometimes when you raise to a certain level of wealth, you kind of get confused because you don't have any goals anymore in life. He said, that's when I came up with the goal that before I die... I'm going to give away my entire fortune. He said, I don't have any kids to give it to, so I might as well do some good with it. And wow. he did exactly that. And the man died. I mean, penniless to him is he, he had a couple million left yeah, over. Yeah, helipad. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and he's, I'm sure he has some assets that'll have to be liquidated or whatever. But even in his will, he has directions on what's to be done with what's left of his fortune. That's amazing. He wants a lot of it to go to education. He said, the education system struggles more than anything, and I want most of my money to go to education. To people that he'll never meet, has never met him, but he wants to give billions to them. A Scott's Tots that actually paid off. (laughs) Oh, nice reference. Thank you. But it's amazing to me when people do this and they're just like, yeah, I have billions, but whatever. Man. And they just give it all away. And then think of the impact. Like you said, paying off somebody's medical bills. Yeah. You have no idea what that could have done for somebody. Right. Like my wife. We we have hun- my wife, mm-hmm. we have hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills now. I don't know if I'll ever be able to pay them off. If someone was came through and was like, here, they're done. Oh my God, that'd be life changing for us. Just think of the education that yep. could have gotten improved. I mean, that's just it, it is truly inspiring. It's such a huge chunk of money, too. Mm-hmm. Three point seven billion to education. 
That's bonkers, dude. It's tough to kind of wrap your mind around. Right. And, and what? Did that, yeah, it's an amazing story, man. And when someone actually does something like this, I feel like they should be brought to the forefront. And I never even heard of the guy before. That's what I'm saying. He's not one of these that are jet-setting around and doing all that kind of stuff. He definitely flew underneath the radar and did some good with the fortune he was blessed with. And we could all learn a lesson from Mr. Feeney. Good for him. And the one on Boy Meets World. Yeah. He was a hell of a guy, too. Sure it was the same guy. <laughs> I don't think so, <laughs> judging by this picture. Yeah. Either way, I love stories like this. And that's why I talk about him in happy hour. And we do it every single day. We need it. All thanks to Audio Video Extremes. Kelly and Wood. If you're in the market to sell a house right now or even buy a house, you should know this. This is fitting for Halloween, Wood. They are saying that if your house has been haunted, people are willing to pay more money for it. A certain group of people are willing to pay up to 10% more for a house that has been haunted. Yeesh. So this is a guy, he's a realtor out of Raleigh, North Carolina. He said that he sees people paying upwards of 35 grand more when they go tour a house and they find out that it's been haunted because there's a certain subset of people out there who want a haunted they want a haunted house. No thanks. I don't know who these people are. Now, of course, later on this month, we're going to do did someone die in your house? We do it every year. Yes. I don't know. Some of the stories that we have gotten, and to be fair, we've had a couple people that like, our ghost is friendly. Yeah. Like, we don't want to cleanse our house. Like, we want to keep our ghost. But the preponderance of stories we have gotten have not been positive. Not at all. And we, we talked to someone earlier this week who just randomly called in. We didn't even put her on the air, but she was saying some terrifying stuff. And we're going to run her house down and do some background check. I, I no way. I, if anything, I'm paying a lot less for a house like that. I knew a girl who was born on Halloween. We dated for a little while. And she was kooky as all get out. And I was like, is it because you were born on Halloween? Because she was into all the dark stuff and dressed in black all the time. And she would be the one who would probably pay 35 grand more for a haunted house. Born under a bad sun. Yeah, she was a weirdo. I couldn't, I w- I couldn't stick around. I didn't know you had a little goth face there. Because I guarantee you, you dressed like it too. No, I did not. You're out of your mind. I'm not, dude. I've never gone goth. You nah. are such a follower. I. <gasps> How dare you, sir? Did you not know this? I'm not a follower. I let other people lead. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make me a follower? Yeah, by textbook definition, yes. <laughs> I guess I am a little bit, but I I never changed. I've had, dude, I've had the same style since high school. That's I've ne- true. I've never really changed. All right. uh, a button-up shirt and jeans. That's about me in a nutshell. But yeah, she was born on Halloween and everything. I, I felt like maybe she was trying to live up to who she thought she was supposed to be because she was born on Halloween, mm-hmm. and she was a little bit goth. So you it didn't, didn't it didn't last long. Okay. So I don't know who I don't know who hated each other more, her or me. Uh, sounds like a great relationship. <laughs> what was it? We dated for a hot second. Shocked it didn't work. No. Yeah. All right. The feud coming up next. That'll put our relationship of six years to the test. And you won, so I got a rebound here. Kelly Wood. Brian Riley, what do you have for us today in the feud? We asked a hundred people where might you hide something you want smuggled into prison. What the? Okay. Hey. This is not going to go well. Just be respectful. Okay. Ah, boy. All right. Well, hey, that's what we have up today in this round of The The Feud. Come on. How are you already calling erroneous? Because I know us. Yeah. I know us. Keep it clean. We'll keep it clean. There's only one answer that's not clean. (laughs) Even that sounds bad right now. Let's get to it. What was the question again? I won last week, so what you're up first. We asked 100 people, where might you hide something you want smuggled into prison? Yeah. <laughs> That's the number two answer, by the way. Number two. Number two. Number two. Pass it off. Number two. By the way, also the only real inappropriate one on this okay. list. Okay. Wow. And, and you said I didn't even hear you. There was so yeah, much. It was. Yeah. It, you know where. You okay. know where. That's okay. the correct answer. You know where. We don't I need to go said there. The prison wallet. His. <laughs> more directly, his. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing to me over here? I'm, I'm going to miss one of those on the bleep, and then you're going to be mad at me for it. And I'll be gone. <laughs> Out of your life forever. All right, here we go. All right, Kelly, you're up. We asked 100 people, where might you hide something you want to smuggle into prison? Okay, I, I, but I think we can keep this clean. I would say maybe the mouth. <laughs> why, do, why does everything that's, sound That's not right. That's not even on the list. Okay. The mouth. Well, there's only so many places you can put something yeah. in your body. Look, what here's the, the, here's the thing, guys. You have to be creative. Think think creatively here. Didn't Tupac keep a razor in his mouth in that one movie he was in? What, Juice? Yeah, no, it was like the basketball one. Poetic Justice? Yeah, maybe. Oh, Above the Rim. 
How do you know all of these Tupac movies? Why can't we ever do a feud about Tupac? It's never been a question. Uh, Tell me that question again, please. We asked 100 people, where might you hide something you want to smuggle into prison? All right, I'm going to think very basic here. Pocket. I should have said that. It's not on the list. Not on the Wait, where else is there? The, I'm Look, I'm guys, no you have to be creative. All right, if I get this one wrong, erroneous. I say new question. Erroneous oh is already God. loaded in the hopper oh here. Oh, boy. Okay, go ahead. All right, I'm going to guess, I don't know, your shoe? Shoe's on the list. Yeah! This list is not erroneous. <laughs> See? This list sucks. Good stuff, Brian Riley. I'm doing what I can. I'm doing what I can. Wood, you got one strike against you. Kelly, you got one strike against you. Where might you hide something you want smuggled into prison? Now, I'll admit it. I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid. Mm-hmm. All right? Oh. And whenever the Beagle Brothers got in trouble on DuckTales, Mama always snuck a file in the birthday cake. So I'm going to say food. Cake, number one answer. Hey, number, one answer. number one answer. Holy cow. I tried okay. to, I look, guys, you think I'm inappropriate. I was I was bringing good content. I didn't even think of that though, like the classic file in the yeah. birthday cake. You're thinking more of the classic file in the. <laughs> well, I was thinking I, I was more thinking like when you get arrested, mm-hmm. where do you hide things on the way in a? Prison? You got to think prison visits. Okay, all that stuff. All right, all right. All right. okay. Just a couple so of ideas. Then, now that I know, what is the question? We asked a hundred people, where might you hide something you want smuggle want to smuggle into prison? How about this? And I don't. This might be a bad answer. I don't know, but how about in the mail? Yeah, that's a bad answer. That's <laughs> in the like it goes through the security guards. Oh, well, and a cake, a cake doesn't. No, they just allow you to bring an open cake in, even though they've seen a million files inside a million cakes. Can I get a slice? Yeah. No, the only reason you bring a cake into prison is to bring a file in. Shit cake. Yeah, birthdays, Christmas. Well, I can't believe I, I, I backed into this victory. Uh, I'm gonna. I guess I have a couple more. How many more answers are left? There's eight total on this board. Oh, for Pete's eight. We're not yeah. doing all. Of I eight. was gonna do the top five, but you know we can do the top five, which would also mean you got how many orifices are three? You, do you have two left of the top five. All right, uh, the other only answers I had on my list, baby stroller, like, you know, with like a baby come and see daddy. Okay. <laughs> Not correct. Not correct. This list sucks. Hey, this wasn't. Yeah. You literally won. I, I know, and I'm still not happy. That should tell you everything yeah. you need to know. You're going to hear these answers and go, oh. This is stupid. All right. Let's hear the answers. Let's hear All right, number one answer, in a cake. Okay. okay. We asked 100 people again where you might hide something you want to smuggle into prison. Number two, uh, up the derriere. Yeah. Posteriere. Come on. Okay, number two. Uh, number three, your underwear. I, I think of that as the same I as said clothing and got buzzed, I thought. You I said no, you said, oh, you said pocket. You said pocket. That's, okay. There's no pocket well, here. My underwear does, but I'm a classy individual. <laughs> what do you keep in there? Uh, <laughs> another undergarment, the bra. Oh, yeah. Over the shoulder boulder holder. That the would make sense. shoes. Okay. Along with the shoes, socks. Come on, really? That's shoes hey. and socks are different. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you walk to the mall with your socks only? No. But okay, thank you. Point proven. Point proven. Okay. Uh, bribing the guard. Bribe with the guard. Okay. It happens. It happens a lot. The last answer, hair. That one I didn't see. That one I, didn't. I actually thought about saying hair. Dang it, I should have said, said hair. But I'm you underlining erroneous at this point in time. <laughs> How? These are good answers. You, you have been on such a good streak of That was questions. a good question. Hold on a second. The question was what again? Real quick. Where might you hide something you wanted to smuggle into prison? How the hell is bribing a guard where you want to hide something? Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, that, maybe, okay, don't don't blame the person that wrote the question. All right, I didn't write the I'm question. I'm blaming the person who chose it. <laughs> I thought it was a good. I thought it'd be fun. All right, it doesn't matter. Wood wins today in this round of the feud. The feud. Oh, come on. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track. It's our very first break of the day. I'm about 99% sure I'm going to get audited when this tax time. Allegedly. Yes. And we also talked about sexing up those regular meals that we all have all the time. That hamburger helper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll hear it all right now. It's our very first break of the day. We call it our bonus track, and it's at the end of the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm getting audited. Oh, great. <laughs> I did my taxes last night, dude, in a, in a panic, right? Because I had to get them done. I, October 14th is my deadline. Oh, uh, yes. Because I filed for an extension. Nothing like waiting to the last minute there, kids. Because I have so many W-2s and 1099s and stuff like that. From, like, weddings I've DJed and things like that. Right. Sometimes you get paid from a company that pays you, and then they give you a 1099. Anyway. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I owed the state of Minnesota $2. Pay up, sucker. And I was like, well, that's an audit, because that looks like the most ridiculous amount of money. It, it looks like I cooked the numbers so well that I only owe them $2, as, a, as opposed to, you know, a, a substantial amount of money, or them owing me. I feel like $2 is just like, it's, it's going to send up a red flag. There's no way I'm getting away without an audit this year. Can I tell you one of the greatest lies ever told? What's that? You're not special. I, I know I'm not special. Your mommy and daddy told you. Your teachers tell you all the time that you are you a special t- little rainbow. Dude, I've told you stories of my parents. They never once said I was special. They, th- you know that it wasn't my upbringing. The government's not coming after you. They did once already. They did. And what did they end up doing? Having to pay you back. Because I was so broke, they had to pay me back. They've learned their lesson. Like, they know. Like, no, this, this guy's too poor. Like, I, there's no way we're going after him. I just told my wife, I was like, oh, who ends up owing the state $2? And then I got mad. I'm like, how the hell do I owe them $2? That's where I, my anger With my die. property taxes and everything else, how do I owe them $2? Don't get me started. Either way. Don't get me started on it. Especially in this state. We get, we get taxed. Here we go. I'm not, I'm not, this ain't a political show. I've never once been political, never will be. No, sure we. But I'm saying, I was, first I was like, well, I'm going to audit it. And then I was like, how the hell do I still owe them money after they've bled me dry this entire year? My favorite thing is when you are doing your taxes. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the final questions they ask, like if you're getting a refund. Yeah. By the way, would you like to donate something like $5 to the upcoming presidential oh, campaign? Oh, I know. I, that makes me angry. Uh, that, honest to God, may be the most tone deaf question. <laughs> right. You can literally ask another human, hey, we overcharged you so much, we actually owe you some money. Do you want to give us a little back? Right. For some rich fat cat's presidential election well, that's campaign, the other thing. who does it go to? Like, do they just choose what candidate? That who does it go to? I, I'm telling you, it is the most offensive. Honestly, I I feel like I should be able to slap whoever decided to put that in there. I wish there was a yes and an F no button, <laughs> so I could send a clear message to them. I remember one time we went in and did our taxes. Yeah. Andrew and I, we were freshly married. Like I I didn't really know about trying to do it yourself. And right. Take it to one of these places, you walk in, you pay 99 bucks, whatever. Do it. Yeah. And they asked me, would you like to donate $5 to the upcoming presidential campaign? <laughs> I bet you lost it. I swore so loud. Andrew was so embarrassed because I was like, you got to beep, 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 up your beep, 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 beep. And I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'll be honest, too. When they ask me for like a donation to Minnesota Wildlife, I'm like, no. my God, you have charged me out of the nose for every time I launched my boat this year. Every time, yeah. I was, what, what are my taxes going for? Why it, do you need more from me? At least with that, I believe that there's actually some good so coming out of it. And I support Minnesota Wildlife. You right. know this, dude. You know I'm very serious about it. Versus me paying for some fat cat's dinner. Right. You know. But how is it you tax me into oblivion and you don't have enough money for our wildlife? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I, We're not a political show. No, but boy, it felt like it there for a second. Let's, let's dial it back, dude. Let's be positive today. Can I ask a question, though? Yeah, well, yeah, And sure. I know we haven't even played James Brown. We don't need to. I don't have a rap ready to go, so we don't wow. even need to play James. Well, dude. I, I've been paying attention to the news lately. And again, not a political show. I'm not going to tell you whatever. No. But obviously, there's some stuff going on in the Middle East. Yes. But as I'm watching this, I have a question. Mm-hmm. If you speak a different language... Like, and I would love for someone out there that is like a, I wish in, intro uh, Sandro the intern was still here. Yes. Do Americans always sound angry? Like if you don't speak English and you heard two people in, in having a conversation in English. Right. Do we sound angry? Because I swear every time I watch the news, anytime I hear anyone speaking any sort of dialect from like the Middle East. Right. They sound angry to me. I, I think they speak loud. Like, I, I, I really do. I think that's part of their culture. They just talk really loud. It, maybe and, that's it. And plus, we're confused because we don't know what they're saying. Right. But, but on the flip side of that, like, when my wife's family speaks Spanish, it doesn't sound angry. And they could even be angry, and it sounds charming. Interesting. That's the flip side of that whole coin. I was watching a news clip, and, you know, and I believe it was an Israeli that was speaking and they were obviously very loud. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, this person's hot. But it wasn't. It was very like a measured conversation. And that got me thinking, is that, it just because I don't understand the language? That, it has to be. It has to be a cultural thing. Here's one that always gets me. Like, say I'm trying to speak Spanish to, like, my wife's uncle doesn't speak any English at all, right? Hola. He's from Honduras. 
He literally walked to America from Honduras. Don't worry, he's here legally, though. Mm, but yeah, you're right, illegally. <laughs> no, he's legal. Oh, sure, he's legal. Mm-hmm. Either way, so when I'm trying to speak Spanish to him, which my Spanish is extremely broken, it's what's always weird to me is to him that sounds like him trying to speak English to me, where it's really hard to understand. Right. It, it, it's it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. If there was one thing I wish I could go back, well, there's a lot of things I wish I could go back and do differently. <laughs> But I wish I paid more attention in high school Spanish and stuff. Like, yeah. I know there's, for some reason, to this moment, I still know that shoes is zapatos. Zapatos. That'd be female shoes. Oh, that'd be men's shoes. Zapatas would be women's shoes. Yet, I don't know the Spanish word for, like, hospital. You know, if I, if I was in, like, a life or death situation, I would just be screaming uh, shoes yeah. at people in Spanish. Bring my shoes to the hospital. Zapatos! Zapatos! <laughs> I'm like, oh, that guy's out of his mind. But it just, I, that's always was just in my mind as I'm watching the news stuff. Yeah. And I, it's just, and I'm not, like, judging anything or anything like that. No, it doesn't like even sound like you are. Don't worry about it. It's just, like, this idea of... Do we sound like that? Or is it more of like, because I mean, let's be honest. I bet it sounds like we talk slow. I bet you, because wh- every other language sounds super fast to me when they're talking it. It's almost, like, it's almost like they got more consonants or syllables or I don't know what's going on. Like when Spanish people are talking back and forth, I, I, the first thing I think to myself is, how does anyone understand yeah, any of this? Same thing. And But from everybody, I'm, I, I, I had an intern years and years and years ago that spoke seven languages. Good God. And, How do you keep them all straight? Well, and he swears up and down. And I've heard this from other people that speak multiple languages. English is without a doubt the hardest language to learn because we have weird rules, right? Well, and we also have words that all like C and C. You right. know, like the ocean and I and see looking. you. Right. We have a lot of those things, and in, in these other languages, it's not true. And then I guess there's other languages that if you learn it. It's easy to learn other ones because they all follow like similar formats and like things. Spanish and Italian would probably be somewhat similar. I could imagine. A lot of times you hear that. But it's, I guess English is just like this animal unbeknownst to itself. And that's wild to me because obviously we grew up speaking English. Right. But it's, it's always cool for me to hear kids who are bilingual or multilingual or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I had neighbors back when I lived in Texas and their kids could speak German, Spanish, and English. And I was like, that is so cool. Like, those kids are just set up for success. Even their dogs speak Spanish. (laughs) Well, he was a chihuahua. But I I will tell you this. I I think I've told this story on air before. When I was growing up in Ohio, the the family across the street from us, she was from Spain. Okay. And he was an American. She only spoke in Spanish to the children. Mm -hmm. He only spoke in English to the children. Yep. These kids were my age, and they're bilingual. They could switch back and forth. Right. And like, if mom came by, it was, you know, Spanish, 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 and then dad would come through, and it's English, and I'm just... Yeah. Are, are, are we still playing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't... Zapatos, what? Take off Zapatos and La Casa. <laughs> I don't get this lady. <laughs> but it's... I just find that very interesting. I do wish that I was able to speak other languages. Me too. Me too. I, I mean, it's had devastating effects here in the workplace when I did try to speak Chinese that one time. That was offensive. You know what? That was I've just downright offensive. I, and I'll t- I w- w- having a wife who is of Mexican descent, mm-hmm. I really wish I knew how to speak Spanish. Because I miss out on 80% of the conversations when her family gets together. And I think they do it on purpose. Oh, I'm. I, that's the other thing I think would be fun. To, is almost to talk about like a, people while they were sitting there? Well, right. Yeah. Every time we get together, it's like they'll be speaking in English, and then they'll switch to Spanish. I'm like, what the hell are y'all talking about? El Diablo Blanco. Yeah, I'm just listening for my name. Hey. Wait. Bueno. <laughs> wait. Hey. Wait. What was that? <laughs> Either no. way, oh, shoot. We don't have time to do James Brown now. We got to jump right into sports. Not you, Mr. Kelly. That was a spirited conversation we had there. Well, then. How was your evening, Wood? I was a single dad again. Oh, man, your wife had to work, huh? Yeah, she had to go work, and that's okay. You had to see what it's like. Because Big Daddy had the con. So, honestly, it's kind of weird. We map out our our food week like everyone else does. Got to. Especially now with the price of groceries and stuff. You can't fly by the seat of your pants. Dude. You've got to know what you're getting when you go grocery shopping that week and plan ahead accordingly. So, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights... Definitely all on dad, right? Because Andrea works, and I don't want her to have to come home and do that. Plus, on Wednesday night, she comes home after I'm already asleep. Right. So, I make the easy fix. 
I got a lot on my plate, right? right. I'm helping the kids do their homework. I'm, I'm doing everything. Yeah, right? get your MLB the show in there. Exactly. You're so gambling. Last night, we got hamburger helper. Now I know you, Kelly Jordan. Look down your nose at the hamburger helper. No, no, that's not do. true. Don't you dare say that about me. All I said about Hamburger Helper is it all smells and tastes exactly the same. Got to disagree. Every single strain of Hamburger Helper tastes like the one before it. It tastes like salt. You watch your mouth. But I like Hamburger Helper, but I'm saying I, I, I digress. I had it going last night, right? Yeah. Here comes Murphy, little food critic, all two foot whatever of her. Yeah. What are we having for dinner? Hamburger Helper. I don't like that. I don't care. Take a walk. And at that moment, go to Kelly's house. Then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna sex it up a little bit. So I go over to the fridge. What can I add to this hamburger helper? Salt. And it got me thinking. There are certain things that you can add to food. In my oh my, do you feel like Gordon Ramsay? Yeah. Because what did I do? I threw in some onion. Oh, I threw in some green pepper, onion powder, like real diced up onion, real diced up onion, diced by these two hands. I bet it smelled phenomenal. Oh, I, and you know, you like kind of throw it in like, bam, you know, yeah, boom. <laughs> I just, just, you know, I'm trying to do the whole flip yeah, thing. Hell yeah. Like dad's got it going. <laughs> and honestly, it looked phenomenal because mine, I added on some freshly diced jalapeno. Oh man, you got it going on, that- sir. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it got me thinking, because anytime I have pizza, I feel like a little bit of a chef when I pile on the Parmesan and the red pepper. Yeah. Boom. It got me thinking. Kick it up a notch. I guarantee you there's other families out there, because if you're anything like me, and chances are you probably are, you've got like four staples that it seems you're eating at least every other week. Well, because everybody likes them. It's quick. It's easy. You know, instead of people complaining. and y- You got a taco night. And you're busy, too. That's the thing. Everybody's so busy. You got a spaghetti night. You're speaking my language. You know, y- you have all these things. And I just would love to know, like, what is, like, your one thing you throw in to sex up a meal? That you feel like you're really going now. Because I'll be, I'll be real with you. If we have taco night. Yeah. And I make guacamole. We're eating like kings. Can, can I tell you what mine is? Mine, feel fancy. Mine isn't a spice, but it's a procedure that I do where I'm like, this, is, this isn't this is what normal people do. I'm listening. So say I'm making a breakfast sandwich for somebody or really any kind of sandwich. We'll make these things called gizmos at the house. Okay. They sell them at the fair and it's essentially like meat sauce on a, I don't know, it's it's like a sloppy joe almost, but on a, on a hoagie bun, right? I'm listening. I don't put them in the toaster. I use the oven broiler so that the inside is crunchy, but the outside stays soft. And do I just put them in there? No. Put a little butter on them, a little garlic powder, and then throw them in the broiler. So So garlic toast. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you believe that you stumbled on this. So I can be like, oh, so onions. Watch yourself. No one's ever added that before. Oh, so hamburger helper. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you criticize mine? When's the last time you made garlic toast to put a sandwich on it? Uh, okay. I don't know if I've ever gotten that fat. That's not fat. You've never had a sandwich before. I've never had a garlic bread sandwich. It's not garlic. How? Da- that how you- sounds like I would just be breathing heavier after. <laughs> it's it's not like a, I'm not, I'm not cooking a baguette and making them a sandwich out of it. I'll be it's, honest. It sounds delicious. Sometimes it's just a hamburger bun. And I put a little butter, a little garlic salt on it, throw it in the broiler so the outside of the bun doesn't tear up the roof of your mouth. I can see that. But Well, now I'm, now I'm upset. Now you're hot. Yeah. I thought for sure you would enjoy that because not a lot of people do that, but I find that it makes, or sometimes I'll put like a little horseradish sauce on there and then throw it in there and that gets toasted into the meat, bread then. Now that's classy. Oh, man, I'm, I'm upset now. Can I bring up something though? That and it I makes have, the house smell amazing. I have never in my entire life had a good homemade meatball sub. Never. Yeah, I can see that. And but, honestly, even when I would go to like Subway, I I just don't I every it's one of those things that every time I'm like I think I'm going to love this. It looks phenomenal and then I get it and I'm like Ugh. Can I tell you my secret to a meatball sub, which I'm sure you'll crap all over as well? Is it garlic bread? <laughs> no. Well, yes and no. <laughs> That's not the secret anymore because I let you in on that one. But it needs a little something extra. Okay. It, meatballs alone is not good. 
So I'll do a little bit of salami and then put the meatballs on top of it. Now it's got something more because the meatballs just don't have a meatball in and of itself doesn't have enough flavor. And then too much sauce. Now you got soggy bread. Right. That's the last thing you want. Unless you do the method that I do of toasting the inside of the bread and leaving the outside soft. Now, see, I think that married with the meatball sub. Now right. that could be the ticket. Oh, dude, it's delicious. I make them all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm not over there just doing nothing, Wood. I mean, you're not the only one who cooks. I don't know if you realize this. Obviously, my Saturday is going to be taken up with the tattoo event this weekend. Yes, but I may have just found my Sunday thing. A, a new a sub. Waking up and trying to make myself a meatball sub. But the problem is going to be if it goes poorly, my entire day will be off. Right. Well, I have a backup plan. You Always. got to have a black back. Always, <laughs> I just I I've just seen people. You know, like the ones where you have like that person at work that brings it and it's like wrapped up in foil. Yeah, like you know, it's a quality sandwich when it's wrapped in foil. And I don't care what kind of sandwich we're talking about. It can be a ham and Swiss. Yeah. If it's wrapped in foil, that's somebody who cares about their sandwich instead of throwing it in a Ziploc bag. You're right. You're absolutely right because they want it to be able to breathe just a little bit. Maybe I always just figured it's just someone who just cared a little bit more about their food. I don't know, I, but I guarantee it's toasted bread in there. <laughs> I, can't, I really thought you were going to be like, oh, that's a great idea. Hey, I'm listening. Other people texting in. Chrissy texting in. If you do stroganoff hamburger helper, add mushrooms, sour cream, and provolone to it. Now, see, Whoa, now you're saying something. That's sexing it up. Jen says, I agree with Kelly. I can't stand hamburger helper. Watch yourself. It's not that I can't stand it. It's just I know if we did a taste test mm-hmm. of hamburger helper, you brought in three different kinds. They would all taste exactly the same. It's just salty noodles and meat. And that's okay. You don't have a distinguished palate. I'm not above... Please. My palate, I could distinguish all sorts of things. I bet you don't even have any saffron in the house. No. I bet you I go look in your spice cab and I don't even see no saffron. Do you even know what saffron is? Hell yeah. I don't know. My wife uses it. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you the one that really will just sex up a meal. What? And I have no idea what it is. Paprika. Oh, yeah. If you sprinkle a little paprika on top. A little heat, just a little heat to it. That's class. Yeah. I mean, have you ever gone somewhere that sucks and they sprinkle some paprika on top of it? No. No. Isn't that what you put on top of deviled eggs? Don't you put a little paprika on top? Dang, I haven't had a good deviled egg in a long time. That's a summer thing. Is it? Yeah. Either way. I mean, you don't go over to someone for like Thanksgiving and they have deviled eggs, do they? My my mother-in-law used to make them all the time for every occasion. Really? Oh, yeah. Have you ever had them fried? No. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Again, that's a big boy at one point in time, but that was it. Uh, Josh checks in. How about Sloppy Joe's on three cheese Texas toast? Okay. That's kind of like what Kelly's got going on A the little house. bit. A little bit. Okay. All right. Can we do some history? Please. Now I'm all hungry. I know. My mouth is watering, man. Thinking about that. Meatball sub. Give it a shot, Wood. All right, it was on this day back in 1492 when... You're expecting something different? Well, 1492 is kind of a big year for us. Well, Christopher Columbus landed on the shores of the Caribbean. He thought he had reached East Asia, but he was at the Caribbean. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish we would have settled there instead. I was about to say, why do you pull up stakes? Right. Dude, you could have had, we could have had such a better life. This is pretty awesome, guys. <laughs> it's nice. It's warm. You know? Dude, there's palm trees. I mean, don't get me wrong. It worked out for us here in the great land of the United States. And I guess if you move south, you know, you get all of that. But and if we lived in the Caribbean, there would be no north. True. And I don't know if we would be the world power that pretty, we are today. Pretty small place. That'd be tough. There wouldn't have been room for everyone. To be, you know, sending warships all over the place. Yeah. Sometimes you got to pop the cuffs to remind everybody who's the top dog. You said that, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on this day. Oh, this is kind of a sad one. In 1997. Well, John Denver, aside from this happy song that you're hearing right now, was killed in a plane crash on this day back in 1997. He was only 53 years old. It's kind of odd how many famous people die in plane crashes. Because they're flying around probably more than we are. Well, And, I, and his was like a private plane, right? Right. Because like, yeah. it was the Kennedy that died in a plane crash as well. Yeah. Of course, the day the music died. I mean, there, there are some of those, but... It is the smaller planes. You might have stumbled onto a little conspiracy theory there. I just, I, I, and I think that's why people was like, 
there's people out there that are scared to fly, but they don't understand like your 747 that you're flying with Delta or whatever yeah. isn't the same. I mean, those things have so many fail-safes built into them. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if the pilot, and no, no offense to any pilot if you're listening. There's no pilots listening. I don't know how much work they're actually doing once they get in the air. Let me ask my new friend, the pilot that I made at my daughter's band rehearsal. Please do. I'll ask. I'll see him this weekend. She's got a big performance this weekend before the tattoo event. Wow. Huzzah. (laughs) I'll say, hey, brother, how much work are you really doing up there? He did tell me some cool stuff. Like there's sleeping quarters for the pilots for longer trips that they take when there's like four of them in the cockpit. Yeah. Like there's like sleeping quarters up above the cockpit where they like can cash out for a while. Well, that makes sense. I didn't know that, though. Otherwise, you I know. thought they would just have to sleep in their chair yeah. all uncomfortable. <laughs> Mouth all open. <laughs> drooling on the instruments. Snoring. Uh, it was on this day in 1999. I'm sorry to do another sad one, but... Ladies and gentlemen, sports history is made here this week. Hershey, Pennsylvania. In a game in which Wilt Chamberlain threw in 36 field goals, 28 fouls for a total of 100 points. On this day in 1999, NBA Hall of Famer Wilt Chamberlain died at the age of 63. And, uh, well, a couple records. Obviously, the 100 points in a game hasn't been matched. And then his off the court. Yeah. That's kind of what he's like. It's weird that he brought that up. And that's more almost what he's known for than being a phenomenal basketball player. But once you kind of start doing the math, dude. What did he say it was? Like 10,000 women or something like that? Yeah, and it's like, that's, non, that's nonstop. But the basketball player, Will Chamberlain, if you ever go back and look, like he led the league in assists one time. They changed the rule. Like they outlawed dunking. Because of him? Yeah, because, you know, he's seven feet tall and he's yeah. being guarded by, you know, six foot white dudes. Yeah. And he's just turned around, boop. Pistol, so they Pete, Pistol Pete Maravich. <laughs> no, that was later, but still, oh, yes. My bad. <laughs> the, at least you got the name right. I'm actually right. pretty proud of you. I know Pistol Pete. Mm-hmm. He was one of like uh, he was like one of the only famous white basketball players. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was. He, I think he still holds the scoring record in college. Wasn't he like known for his passing, shooting, ball handling? Yeah. I mean, that dude could shoot the lights out. All right. Well, Wood, that's about all I got for history today. All right. Only one birthday to bring up of note that anyone might care about: Marty McGuire. Can we get in a trust tree for a second? Yes. This might be my favorite song by the Dixie Chick. Really? I love this song so much. Not anyway, bad. It's, uh, it's Marty McGuire of the Chick. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Dixie Chicks. Yes. I meant to say the Chicks. It's uh, her birthday today. Not sure which one she is to be on. It's not Natalie Maines. I know that. How much could they have made if they just kept their mouths shut. And I'm not, or, I'm not, I'm not besmirching that, but no, I'm no, just no. thinking. Or had they come out in this day and age when yeah. you can say whatever you want and no one cares. I don't, but I don't know about that in country music. I, I think it's True. less than others, but you said it. I, I have no idea. I'm going to say 55. Uh, you're close. Actually. Hey, oh, why didn't that work now? Mm. Oh, cause oh, I turned the wrong sabotage. thing up. That's why. She is the ripe old age of 54 today. Oh, good for her. Yeah, I, that song right there. I like that song. I like the song Fly. I mean, I like their slower stuff. You I know? like Earl, man. Earl had to die. I mean, he had to go. I mean, what a dirtbag. Yeah. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. 